Welcome to Grace Notes. Making the best of our emotions is our current study. Today, we'll conclude our discussion on fear. On our last program, we learned that fear entered the human race as a result of man's sin or transgression against Almighty God. As a result, all humankind is innately afraid of God, not just because He's powerful, but because He has the right to judge us. Scripture, however, views fear in a positive light. God's power operates in love. We need not fear God's condemnation. God's perfect love caused Him to send His Son Jesus to die and pay the penalty for our sin so that if we've trusted Jesus to be our Savior, we're freed from sin's curse. We concluded our last program by stating that if we fear God the way that we're supposed to, we won't be afraid of other things because God's perfect love casts out fear. Yes, as believers, we don't have to be afraid of God, but we must still respect and reverence Him. How do we rightly fear God? This is the subject matter of our program today. We'll be covering a lot of scripture, so grab your Bible and take notes as Barbara dives into God's Word. So, how do we fear God correctly? Well, let's see what the Bible says, starting with Proverbs 8:13a. It says to fear the Lord is to hate evil. In other words, we're to love what God loves and hate what God hates. Now, obviously, God hates evil, but what exactly does he love? Turn then to Proverbs 2, verses 1 through 5. Note here what we're supposed to do. If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it, As for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. God loves for us to search the scriptures to learn his likes and dislikes, then memorize his commands and apply them to our lives. We're to wholeheartedly seek to understand God's commands so we can reverence him acceptably. And we're to make this an ongoing pursuit, almost as if we were on a treasure hunt. Dale and I watch a reality TV show called Gold Rush. It tracks the quest of three groups of men who've staked a claim in different areas in Alaska and are panning for gold. They are totally sold out to the mere prospect of making a fortune, even to the point of risking their lives and destroying their health. What stops us from seeking to know God this way? Do we not believe there's treasure in knowing Him? Treasure far greater than temporary material gain. Treasure that will not perish. Oh, my God. 
Proverbs 3, 21 through 26 outlines just a few of God's treasures we can have if we follow his instructions. It says, Preserve sound judgment and discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety, and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. Our duty? To preserve sound judgment and discernment by obeying God's commands and to choose to not be afraid of disaster. And that's a command God will help us keep. Our assurance, the Lord will be our confidence and prevent our foot from being snared. Here are some other benefits. Psalm 115.13, God will bless us if we fear Him. Psalm 145.19, God will fulfill our desires, hear our cry, and save us. Proverbs 111.10, fearing God will make us wise. Proverbs 10.27a says God will add length to life. Psalm 27, 1 reads, The Lord is my light. He guides us here on earth and my salvation. He saves us for eternity. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now let's look at some men in Scripture who did it right. Abraham chose to trust the promiser over the promised thing. In Genesis 22:11 through 12, God asked him to sacrifice his son. Abraham was about to lower the knife, but the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. John Wesley noted, The best evidence of our fearing God is our being willing to honor him with that which is dearest to us and depart with all to him and for him. The prophet Jeremiah couldn't figure it all out, but chose to trust God because God is God. He was known as the weeping prophet during one of Israel's darkest periods. He was forbidden to marry, so he faced loneliness, along with beatings, imprisonments, rejection, and the apparent failure of God's faithfulness. He had no visible evidence to trust God. But Lamentations 3, 21 through 24 states his commitment. It says, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. Joseph paid a great penalty for honoring God. He was sold into slavery, then sold to Potiphar, captain of the guard. God made him so successful that he put him in charge of everything in his household. Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, though, to which he responded in Genesis 39.9, No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Joseph saw sin as against God, not just against a person. We need to do the same. Noah obeyed God out of sheer faith, despite ridicule. Hebrews 11.7 commended him by saying, By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. 
By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. We too, like these saints of old, can succeed in fearing God correctly. How? By yielding control of our life to the Lord and choosing to trust Him in all circumstances, like King David did. He wrote in Psalm 56, 3-4, When I am afraid, I will trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can mortal man do to me? Deuteronomy 33.12 concludes, The beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him, and the Lord shall cover him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. Now that's a reason to sing.
Thank you for listening to Grace Notes. If you've been blessed by this ministry or you'd like a transcript or CD of this broadcast, please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047, or contact us on our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your grace notes be a song of praise.